Welcome back to Zero Correlation. I'm Cheryl Chuvin, and as always, coming to you from my bathroom floor. Yes, we are back in my bathroom, the original bathroom, the bathroom where really all the magic started and happens. Last week, I was still in Israel, so I recorded it in my sister's bathroom, and I'm not really sure if the acoustics were good and everything, but we're back. We're back where it started. And I wanted just to touch upon something briefly, you know, the sick at the serious side of the podcast out of the way. Um, so in last week's podcast, I spoke about being lost and how I was truly, truly lost at the beginning of Corona. Well, I don't want anyone to be confused and think I'm not lost anymore because that would be a lie. Because let me tell you, I'm beyond lost. It didn't just go away. I'm not all of a sudden better or found as if I need to be better, like being lost or something wrong with it. I still have no idea what's flying most days. I feel like a lot of the time I'm basically treading water, trying to figure out which way is up. But you know what I realized? Like truly realized? It's okay to be lost. It's okay to not know what you're doing. It's okay to not know what your next step in life is going to be. It's okay to be winging it 99% of the time. It's okay to say, well, okay, fingers crossed, close your eyes and hope for the best. I've learned three really important lessons over the last eight months. One, step being lost isn't a failure. Having your life take a different course than you thought it would isn't failure. Failure is not being able to admit you're lost. Two, that there are some people that no matter what happens, they'll always be there for you. It doesn't matter what you do or what you say. It doesn't matter how much of a broken record you've become and you repeat yourself over and over, going over the same stupid things that you can't get out of your mind. They will be there to pick you up, to cry with you, to laugh with you, to tell you when you're being really fucking stupid. And that's what makes a good person and those people that you need. And lastly, I learned, well, this is more not something I learned, but something I really truly believe. And it kind of just hit me in the past few weeks. So I don't know if it's something that I learned or something that I just really try to follow and believe in. But there's some really, really good people out there. And I know and I believe that really amazing things are going to happen to them. I just do. I think I have to believe that to keep myself going and to remind myself that there's so much good out there and that good things are going to happen to good people. And all the people in my life that are just good, solid human beings, I know that their shit's going to work out. I know it. So be lost. Be confused. Close your eyes jump, take a leap of faith, hope for the best, and just keep going because eventually all that's lost is eventually found. So I know I mentioned last week on the podcast that I would talk to you guys about the interesting girl who subletted my apartment for the two months I was gone, but I think I'm going to save that for a bit because that's just drama that like it's like the gift that keeps on giving just good drama premium content so I think I'm going to save it for next week
or maybe the week after. Maybe I'll give it in parts. I don't know. I haven't fully decided yet. But still, miraculously is my favorite new word. It's just, oh, it's a word that I just don't fully get. But I will tell you something that happened this week. This week, I went out to dinner with a few friends. And I realized something. I miss getting dressed. Like, yeah, yeah, I love sweats and workout clothes just as much, if not more than the next person. But there's definitely something to be said about getting proper dressed. Also, I realize I say the word proper a lot and it kind of makes me feel British. That might be dumb, but I don't know. Something about saying the word proper makes me feel a little British, even though I'm as American as it gets. But again, I digress. And now men, try to follow along. Try. I know it might be hard, but you got this. There is nothing better than blasting music while doing your makeup. Getting ready for a night out. Let it be dinner, going out with friends, Saturday nights. And yeah, I know we're not doing those things as much as we used to, but there is nothing better. There's nothing better than your hair falling just right and walking out the door knowing you have the cutest outfit on. There's nothing better. It's empowering. And no, I'm not being dramatic. It makes you feel good. And when you feel good, you feel empowered. And that's something else that was taken from us from all of Corona. The ability to dress up, the ability to go out. And yeah, I know it's slowly been coming back, but for how long will it last? Truly, like how much longer are we even going to have the chance to go out? First of all, winter is coming or winter is here and everyone kind of hibernates then. But again, who knows how long it's going to last? That's something that could be taken away. It can be. And if this dumpster fire of a year has taught me anything, it taught me many things, but definitely this, is that you really never know where life is going going until you get there. Like, I know it might sound weird, but it's true. You can make plans and you can want to do certain things, but life's kind of its own journey and you really don't know the destination until you finally get there. So enjoy going out with people while you can. It may not last long. That's all I'm saying. But on the flip side, it's officially Christmas pajama season. And that's my favorite season of all. I love, love a good Christmas pajama set. Even better if it's thermal pajamas because thermal pajamas are just the best. So as much as I love getting dressed up and going out and it is so empowering and it makes me feel good, it makes me really feel like myself. I'm also okay with staying in with my Christmas pajamas a few nights a week. Who here has heard of Raya? Raya, R-A-Y-A. If you don't know what Raya is, it is an exclusive, and I mean exclusive, dating app. And getting on this app is such a process. I looked it up for you guys so you know because I wasn't even sure of the lengthy process, but here you go. First, you need to get a referral to join from an already existing member. So it's about who you know and you really need to have friends in high places. Then you must, and I mean must, have an interesting career. Like you need something to grab the attention of the committee because yes, there's a committee. So if you have a cool job, you'll probably get in, but still debatable. Next, you need to build your social media following. Yes, you heard me correctly. Your follower count matters. 
If you have about, oh, I don't know, a few thousand followers, this will likely give you an edge over the competition. Because I don't know if I've mentioned this, but getting onto Raya is highly competitive. Highly competitive. And lastly, you need to win over an anonymous committee. And you may be asking, why am I telling you about this random dating app, Raya? Well, let me tell you. Not that I'm a lover of dating apps, so I'm not sure how much my opinion on this matter really matters, but that seems to be a lot to get into a dating app. It is highly exclusive, highly hard to get into. That wasn't even proper English, but you guys know what I'm saying. So again, why did I explain Raya to you? Because now there's a brand new dating app just for Jews or, you know, anyone who considers himself kosher style that follows similar rules. I say similar because apparently they don't care how many Instagram followers you have, but the entry process is just as lengthy and crazy as Raya. This dating app is called Locks Club, which if you ask me is actually a pretty cute name because us Jews, we love our bagels, locks, and cream cheese. So it's a cute name and all, but their own tagline even says, and I quote, a private membership-based dating app for Jews with ridiculously high standards, end quote. So I have many, many thoughts and questions about their tagline. One, can you say Jap? And if you don't know what Jap is, it's Jewish American princess or Jewish American prince. Yes, it can be prince as well because men can be just as much, if not more, Jappy. That's the verb. Verb? I think that's the verb. That's the verb of Jap. Two, who has these ridiculously high standards? The people on the map or the men's mothers? Just curious, asking for a friend. And three, does someone want to pay my membership fees? Because yeah, there's membership fees. You have to pay to be on this app. But no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They only accept 20% of applicants, and I don't think I'd make the cut. Don't have enough followers, don't have a cool job, you know, currently unemployed. And I don't think I'd want to be on something where I had to pay for it like that. I know you can pay for a lot of apps to get like higher memberships, but as a whole, again, I just really don't love dating apps. They really rub me the wrong way. And that could just be a me thing because I know that I'm better face to face, which is interesting now that I say that out loud because this is a podcast where you're strictly hearing my voice and you're not seeing me face to face and seeing my hand motions that I make while I speak and my facial expressions, which are quite crazy usually. So that's actually kind of funny that I have a podcast and not like a full-time vlog, which is a video blog, videos of me talking. Wow, that's a whole new thing that I just realized as I'm talking to all of you. It's interesting that I have a podcast since I consider myself face-to-face better. But again, as always, I digress. I don't like dating apps, but maybe Locks Club's for you. So if you're single and ready to mingle and have a super cool job, maybe check out Locks Club because it could just be your soulmate. This past summer, I was told, I'm really sweet, but that's it. And that's all there is to me. Yes, someone really said that to me. I know, some people, such balls. But firstly, this person obviously didn't really know me because I've been described a lot of ways 
in my many, many, many years of life. And sweet usually isn't one of them. And if it is, it's not at the top of the list. People usually have different, um, you know, we can call them choice words to describe me. But anyways, it really struck a chord with me. It really bothered me and I couldn't let it go. And I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't let it go. Being told you're sweet, but there's not much else there. I wasn't even sure what that fully meant. Did they mean I wasn't smart? Did they mean I wasn't funny? Did they mean I wasn't compassionate? Did they mean I wasn't full of fire? I don't know. I don't know what they meant. And for months, I've been trying to rack my brain. Why I couldn't let this go? Why it was bothering me so much? I just couldn't let it go. And I realized because being sweet isn't a negative thing. Being a sweet person isn't a bad thing. So why did it bother me so much? Isn't this what we teach kids, you know, and what we're taught from the time we are kids? Isn't the goal of, or I guess one of the many goals of life to be a warm, loving, nice, kind, sweet human being? Isn't that what life is all the, like all about truly at its core? And if we aren't sweet people, then what the fuck are we doing? And yes, no one is nice and sweet all the time. Like, hello, literally, I'm nice and sweet maybe 40% of the time. Okay, that's being a little generous. I'd give myself a solid 35% because I'm sassy. I'm feisty. My claws are usually out. And if you don't know what claws are, it's, it's probably best. And I don't suggest having a full conversation with me before I've had my coffee. And definitely don't get on my bad side because I will not hold back. You wouldn't believe, though, all the thoughts I have, but I don't say. But there's a part of me, and I hope there's a part of everybody, who really just wants to be sweet and kind. And I just want everyone I love to be happy. I just want everyone to be taken care of and get what they want and they need. So I don't know why being called sweet was such a problem with me. Yeah, I'm not sweet all the time, but I am sweet. I am giving. I don't know why it struck me so weirdly. And honestly, I'm still not 100% sure why it bothered me so much. I don't know. I've really been racking my brain since the summer why being called sweet really bothered me. I think it's because they said that I was sweet and that's all there was to me, not much else, which is so not true. But... To that person, I may be sweet, but there is so, and I mean so much more to me than just being sweet. I think now that I'm 30, which is obviously the ancient age of life, clearly, I uh, don't think I can sit on the floor for so long anymore. So I think I might need to be putting like a chair or something in my bathroom for when I record but then again I really can't because the whole point of this is that I'm sitting on the floor in my bathroom I think it's what makes it so great that I'm literally sitting on the floor in the bathroom I don't know that's a weird thought that I just had that I shared with everybody but you'd have to excuse me I'm still so jet lagged because as I mentioned I was out of the country for two months and it is seven hours ahead and I am not fortunate when it comes to jet lag 
I get the worst jet lag. I get it both ways. I get it when I get somewhere. I get it when I come home. I don't know why I'm so unlucky with jet lag. And for people who get it one way, oh, jealous. For people who don't get it at all, hate you. And for people who just know how to deal with it better than I can, really hate you. I've been like exhausted by 2 p.m. every day because I've been waking up at the crack of dawn, like 4.35 every morning. And I've been passing out so early and I just can't get a normal sleep schedule. And because of this, I've had a really slow brain. Slow brain due to jet lag. And now I was trying to figure out a clever word or term for this, but then I realized I just can't since, you know, my brain has been a little behind all week. So if anyone knows of a good phrase for slow brain due to jet lag or something clever, let me know. It got so bad that I was texting a friend this week. I want to say maybe it was Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I'm not sure what day it was, but it was early on in the jet lag. And we were texting and I wrote your, Y-O-U-R. And for some reason, after I pressed send, looking at the sentence, I thought that I put the wrong your, which again, I am not so good at grammar always, but your, your, and your, well, no, it's there, there, and there. Wow. Sorry, guys. I told you, slow brain. Ignore me. But your and your, I'm really actually really good about. So then I sent, you know, with an asterisk, I wrote your with the contraction, you are. And he goes, no, no, Cheryl, you had it right the first time. And I was like, oh, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. So I was so exhausted that I was correcting typos that aren't even full typos. And I just realized that since I'm still jet lag as I'm recording this, this podcast may be a little out of order and it may not make as much sense as my other ones because I'm so exhausted from jet lag. But then again, that's really true Cheryl fashion and that's really what makes me me. And as always, we are staying super authentic and super relatable so here I am in all my exhaustion glory, exhaustion, that weird, that weird, that word sounded weird coming out of my mouth. I'm exhausted, but obviously I still have to, you know, give off the premium content. So this is, this is an episode brought to you by Jetlag. No sponsorships, just brought to you by Jetlag. It's Now it's time for everyone's favorite, favorite part of this podcast, or maybe it's my favorite part. I'm not sure, but share explaining. And if you don't remember what share explaining is, it's when I take a modern term, usually dating, but not always give you the definition I found online and then give you my definition. And you know, if I have any relatable stories, this one, my little sister, Laura actually found for me and sent to me, it's called submarining. So definition is submarining a newly named trend begins when someone with whom you have romantic involvement ghosts or different or disappears from your life without notice only to resurface with no apology and acts as if acts as if no time had passed all i really have to say about this is fuck boys that's a fuck boy move 
And who the hell has time for this? If you decide to leave my life, obviously it's going to hurt and suck. But if you're going to come back, you better explain yourself. Like, don't act like you did nothing wrong. There's nothing worse. Relationships, friendships, parents, siblings, anything where someone does something to hurt you or bother you and doesn't apologize or acts as if they did nothing wrong. Like, are you ignoring my feelings? Are you ignoring the fact that you sucked? Like, I'm big with like acknowledging the elephant in the room. If I did something to you, I'm going to acknowledge it. It might be super uncomfortable, but I'm going to acknowledge it because I think honesty and truth should always be first. And this has never happened to me, nor that I think it's happened to anyone I know. Maybe it has, but I don't think so. But ghosting's horrible, as always. I hate ghosting. Have the common decency to tell the other person that you're no longer interested. Don't just ghost, because that's a dick move. But if you are going to ghost and then come back, A, you better have a really fucking good reason. Like, I don't know, your dog died, that's not a good enough reason. I don't know what what it would be, a really good reason. And you also better fucking grovel because that shit's really messed up and really not nice. So I've never submarined anybody. I've never been submarined. Don't submarine people, it's fucking obnoxious. And 2020 is sucky enough as is, let's not make it worse for everyone involved. Let's just not. It's a dick move. Have big dick energy. Don't be a dick. It's really that simple. Really that simple. And even though this isn't share explaining, I thought I would share this. I got a new internet provider this week and I was able to set my name and my password. And yes, I'm about to share my internet password with all of you because really it's just that funny. I made my internet password dumpster fire. One word, dumpster fire, because it just felt really relevant to me as a human being and to 2020. And it just felt like I represented that well. I don't know. But yes, my password is dumpster fire because it just, it just made sense. So as always, drink your coffee, mind your own business, wash your hands, do your squats, and always Always stay away from fuckboys.